am Nana. And I'm Bonkio, and this is African.American. This is a show about African immigrants and children of African immigrants living in the United States. I'm laughing because I have Bonkio over here shaking her head. But I, we you just changed through. the tagline a little bit. Anything. Okay, I, I just became inclusive. Oh my gosh. All right, <laughs> Nan. All right, Nans. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> well... As chil- as African immigrants and the children of African immigrants living in yes. America, today we want to talk about the diaspora. And the uh, topic of today's show is, is the use of African cultural symbols in the diaspora a form of cultural appropriation? Uh, we have a guest coming on who's going to talk about this. But before we bring her on, we do want to discuss this a little bit. Mm. Um, Nance, yes. what's your take? Is it cultural appropriation? And what we mean by this is, you know, Black Panther came out. People put face paints on. Afrotech. Uh, a lot of people who go to, um, not Afrotech, sorry. Afropunk. Uh, a lot of the images that we see from that, from their accounts and from people who go to those events, there's a lot of, like, mixing and blending of African symbols um, with, like, I don't know. I wouldn't say with modernity, but with, like, so, things that are yeah. African and maybe a blending of them from different parts of the world so what's your take let me so let me do that let me address the whole black panther painting face painting thing first and then i'll go into the symbols um the i i i i didn't i was one of the people who didn't quite like that that -hmm. folks were painting their faces and you know putting especially those who don't i mean painting of the face people won't typically do it in, in their day to day, but kind of the wearing of the African clothes and all of that. For for those who don't, to pe- pe- some people wore it as costumes to me. Um, some folks like wear it typically like normally. I had African American friends who I know like wear it around and they just wore it to the show. Um, so that's fine. But for those who treated it like a costume, I did not like it. I didn't like that people were painting their faces mm-hmm. <laughs> to go. Um, so that was, that was my thing. I mean, it depends, it depends on how you did it and what you did. I mean, sometimes you would also see people in the Kente cloth and going yeah. and like that because Kente has a, is a symbol, um, for me, at least in my culture. And it's, the Kente cloth is worn to special events. I'm not saying that's Black Panther right, wasn't right. special, but like, to people's weddings, to people's graduations. That's the mm-hmm. symbolism to me. So for for it to be done as a, for people to be wearing kente cloth to go to, you know, go watch Black, Black Panther, like as a costume, that bothered me a little bit. Um, well, now, I think the thing about kente too is that it has, I honestly know people who don't quite understand that it is, like it's from a particular community in Ghana. It's become it the kind of default. Also- yeah yeah it'd be on t-shirts and all those kinds of yeah. things and so it's kind of tough um i can understand like it'd be tough to be like hey this is something that's actually really important to me and like how i use it and how i how you know what it means to my culture and I even I, I don't think a lot of people um, I'm, I'm sure i guess we'll hit it on this a little bit um but i don't think a lot of people realize that even the patterns and that not all can take lots are made the same the uh-huh. patterns the patterns are different um, the colors are different, and some people actually have like there's a Kwame Nkrumah kente cloth. Some people have they make it special, specially for for that 
person, that, that royal or that important person. Like the um, the king of the Ashanti kingdom had used to have their own kente cloth that no one else could wear. And they still do. It's a it's a symbol and it's a it's a cloth that's very important in the culture. And so when I see it out there, like people people wearing it as head cloths, like that's another one of them that I'm like, <laughs> just walking around with it. Nana no, no, is getting fired up. And you don't understand the significance of it. Mm-hmm. If you understood it and you, therefore you were wearing it because you understood the significance and you were wearing it, you know, to commemorate something important to you, fine. But some people are just wearing it to the market. When I see it, I'm just like, oh. oh. Yeah. The, I but- think that was my issue too. Like, for me, I guess because I don't, we, we do have, I think Sierra Leone does have cloths and things like that, but it's not as big of a thing and it's kind of a dying tradition as well mm. but I think for me the face paints were a little it's hard I think on the one hand I want to like be respectful of the fact that like people have roots but I also think that I try and put myself in the shoes of like when I am doing something from another culture mm. uh, like when I wear a bias so I've you know I might as I don't know. What do you want? To, I, I've studied the Middle East. I speak Arabic. I live, you know, I've I've lived. I haven't become. I know that there's, yeah. I still know that as much as like I understand about the culture and as much context and experiences as I've had, I am not a Gulf Arab. Mm. And so like there are places where I will not wear my abaya because it doesn't, it doesn't fit and out of respect for that culture or space. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I think people generally haven't had trouble or um, issue with me wearing it. And in the Morocco, theirs is called Jalaba. I mean, people are usually really excited, right? When they see you wearing something, yeah. from their, their culture. But I think that like, there's a certain amount of knowledge that I have about it that mm-hmm. makes it I don't say makes it okay, but it's like I just wouldn't like go and wear a kimono to the grocery store, right? Yeah. Because that's I don't know what this thing. I don't know when people wear them, right? Or uh, I don't know what it's called the the clothing that Korean people wear. You know, like the traditional Korean yeah. clothing. I've only seen it in the context of special occasions, and so I would be careful about where I wear it. Mm. Um, I think with the Black Panther thing, I definitely saw people who were like, "Well, this is my like way." Like they were wearing regular clothes, but they did face paint, and I just wonder, like, did that, you? Yeah. Where did you get these symbols from that you're painting on your face? Did you look into it? Are you blending different places and cultures that like aren't typically blended? Are you doing it in a thoughtful way? Because I think even with blending, right, you can do it. Like I love fusion restaurants. I love them. <laughs> but like you gotta the ones do it that are a, done well. Yeah, the ones that are done well where the flavors make sense and mm-hmm. you know it's not pumpkin spice mango chutney or something like that, where you're just like, what? <laughs> I've definitely oh chicken tikka masala croissants. I was like, that's that sounds disgusting. Um, chicken tikka masala. Chicken tikka masala croissants. I've seen those before. I have not eaten them because I just feel like, well, that's just that's just a lot going on there. It might be good. I don't know. It might be. I don't know. Girl, um, I've been I've been to fusion restaurants where the folks there didn't even the maitre d didn't even realize what spice was on their French fries. They they put um berry yeah. spice on and they didn't know and as soon as I tasted it I knew but I intentionally asked because I knew they wouldn't know and they did not know yeah and I was like I yeah think, see when you start just yeah I think that's my concern it's like the use of the symbols going back to the course core question mm-hmm. like it's not appropriation I mean 
I just think that if something is important to someone's culture, like, you know, you're doing face paints, you're, if you're doing face paints, they're cultures where people traditionally tattoo themselves, right? And you're doing those things in imitation of that, like, please have some context on what it means. Cause, because yeah. maybe it isn't something that needs, it's not something that warrants display in that space. If it's something yeah. that's a ritual, part of a ritual, a rite of passage. And typically it's just face painting. Yeah. It's yeah. A ritual. Yeah. So it's kind of like of like, well, this is what people, you know, this is this is a this is a part of this person's act of worship, and you're using it to go see a movie or to go to a concert. Yeah. Um, that's tough. On the other hand, I understand that some parts of the diaspora don't have a direct linkage to where they come from, and so it is hard to. It's a way to connect, right? It's a way to connect or reconnect. But I think, mm-hmm. you know, in the same way that, like, if I gave my kid an Af- like, if you gave your kid an African name, I would hope that you, like, knew where it came from, right? Like, that there was, no, like, you don't want to name a girl, you, you wouldn't just give, name them, just, just, to just name, name them. them something because you like it, but you didn't know that, hey, actually, this is a boy's name. You have the right to do it, but it would just make more sense if you're trying to connect that yeah. you make the connection a real connection like put some effort in the connection that you're trying to make yeah um so yeah that's my my thoughts on it yeah, what well, about the use of it in afro what i keep saying afrotech i mean afropunk <laughs> in afropunk and in kind of like these like afro diaspora fusion type events i mean again it's 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 it comes down to how when whether or not you do it tastefully i have no problem with folks using some of the symbolism in it but when you're if you're going to be using something just understand what it means and put it in the right context yeah Um, like getting a a chinese tattoo don't be like oh it means like goddess of the earth and it really means like fried chicken (laughs) 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 oh did she do that why are you picking up picking on on that girl yeah she does something like it (laughs) oh i didn't i didn't think about it i just think about people who get arabic was a chinese tattoo though i've seen people get arabic tattoos that like first of all the letters aren't connected Mm-hmm. So in Arabic, let it's like cursive, where the letters have to be connected to make a word. Yeah. Otherwise, it just looks like somebody's like kindergarten alphabet wall. Yeah. Um, I've seen people, you know, get words that they think mean something. I'm like, no, nah, you just got bread. That's what that says. <laughs> <laughs> you literally got bread tattooed to your, you know, whatever. So definitely watch out for that. But I think it would be great to, you know complicate the landscape a little as we've said in some episodes and bring another african.american who has another perspective on this to share with us and talk about you know the same the same issue the same issue the same theme like can we use african symbols in the diaspora and if we can can we do it without being appropriative yeah and yeah and she and she is i think she'll be a great she's a great guest to talk to because she She's actually working in that space. She is bringing different African cloths um, to the United States and selling it and pairing people with tailors and stuff like that. So that would be a very interesting perspective to hear. Yeah, it should be awesome. I'm excited to hear about it. And we are back. We have our guest with us right now. First question for you. What is your name and where did you grow up? Hi, my name is Yvonne, and I grew up in Western Massachusetts. And which country are you and your parents from? My family's from Ghana. I was born and raised in the U.S. I was born in Dallas, raised in Massachusetts. First generation from Ghana. So parents from Ghana, born in Texas, raised in Massachusetts. 
how do you identify ethnically or racially? Uh, ethnically, I say I'm Ghanaian American. That's that's how I identify myself. Um, I've always said African American, and I've meant that literally. Like mm-hmm. you know, African as in my parents are African American. As I was born and raised here. Um, racially black. I've had no issue as identifying as black. Cool. So are there aspects of your culture that have a particular meaning in your community growing up that you um, see as having more widespread influence or presence? Yes, definitely. So I would say um, in the field of symbols and textiles, kente cloth is a very popular textile from Ghana. Um, and it's you see, it, you see a lot of it nowadays. Um, as graduation stools, and I think that's pretty much the most popular way you see it. And then you also have Adinkra symbols, which also originates from Ghana, and you see that here in a variety of different ways. People get Adinkra tattoos um, and other things like that. What are Adinkra symbols? What are Adinkra symbols? Adinkra symbols, symbols, they originate from Ghana, from the Ashanti region. And they have symbolic meanings. Like you'll see them on murals, you'll see them on textiles, you'll see them built into, you know, chairs. There's, yeah, they have a lot of deep meanings and they're ancient. They've been around for a very long time. Interesting. Is it like an um, alphabet? No, I wouldn't say it's an alphabet. It's more, it's more like a symbolic, I guess, there's wisdom and different sayings behind them. It's, but it's, I wouldn't say it's an alphabet. It's not used in that sense. From my understanding. Yeah. Think of it, you can also think of it as symbols that are handed down from generation to generation. So they stay the same and they don't change. Okay. Yvonne, how does the proliferation of kente cloth and adinkra symbols make you feel when you see them out and about? Personally, I'm proud. I mean, I'm happy to see, you know, art to me. It's, it's beautiful textile art, um, African art, indigenous art. And so when it's appreciated by people outside of our culture and it's spread outside of our culture, I'm glad to see it. I'm happy to see it. I think it's a beautiful thing, um, especially someone like me who's from the diaspora, you know, having those symbols around me, like, gives me kind of like a reminder of home, like a closeness to home. So I'm, I'm personally happy when I see it. Okay. I guess let me ask you this follow-up. Do you think it's okay for people to use a kente cloth and adinkra symbols without knowing the significance behind them? So that's where I think you have that fine line between cultural appreciation and cultural appropriation. Mm-hmm. To me, you're you're appreciating it, and I think it's appropriate when you do know the origin. You know, you know what it means. You know where it's from, and you're using it in a way that's respectful mm-hmm. of that. So when I see others using it in that way, they're to me they're appreciating it, and I'm happy to see that. Mm. To me, if you're talking about appreciation, I mean that obviously is going to be offensive depending on the extent. Like the person has no idea of what it is, where it comes from. They're not open to learning about it, mm. and they're using it in a way that doesn't respect what what that is. Now I have the context, and I know it comes in different colors, and. I will probably wear some. <laughs> Lord, and feel, and I now feel empowered to do so. You know better, so you do better. <laughs> and, that, and that, I mean, to me, that's like the key thing is education. I mean, making sure, like I have a business that promotes African textiles, making sure that my customers know what it is, what it means, mm-hmm. where it comes from, you know, making sure that I'm being respectful in the colors that I choose because the colors have meaning. So mm-hmm. things like that, I think, you know, education is really what it, 
when it really boils down to. Okay. This is somewhat related to the previous question, but it's slightly different. Do you see a difference between African influence in diasporic communities versus um, contemporary manifestations. Um, as another way, is there a difference? Do you see a difference in how appropriate or respectful traditional manifestations of African culture can be? Like, let's even take some of the people in the Caribbean. Um, these are people who were brought from different parts of Africa, and there are different vestiges vestiges of African culture that have survived in the Caribbean. Do you see that as different from, let's say, something like Black Panther? which is more of an homage or it's an imagining. Do you see a difference there? I, mean, I, 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 I think I see where you're going. I think that's tough because what I've noticed too, even in myself, being someone that's, that has been raised in America, that's obviously been very influenced by my American upbringing. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to a lot of the um, meanings behind one of these, these symbols, these textiles, you know, they have meanings that can resonate with someone differently than than another. Mm-hmm. I think when it comes to that, it's it's tough because you have essentially what you have is populations or groups of people that interpret these historical slings meanings in different ways mm-hmm. based on you know where life, kind of where they are, what they've grown up around, you know how they feel today, like how they identify with it. So that's why, to me, you know, that's why to me it's a sensitive subject, a sensitive topic. Because it comes down to interpretation. I don't think, you know, I wouldn't want, you know, I, I enjoy the freedom to buy different types of fabrics and allow it to suit me, you know, make something that is I'm proud of, you know, fits me, you know, customized to me or what I like, you know, I'm able to display it how I like to, whether it's on my body, whether it's in my home, however I use it. So I don't really want to curtail someone else's ability to Yeah. What do you think is a good rule of thumb for Africans who are offended when they see some someone wearing their African regalia? Um I would definitely say Nana's raising her hand that she's one of the of the doubt, first and foremost, because you do not know that person's connection to that African symbol, that African cloth, whatever the place is. And we live in a global society where a lot of people have a genuine connection. I mean, they're not obligated to explain that to you, but they, you know, respect the fact that this person may know exactly what they're talking about, what they're doing, because you don't, I mean, you don't know. You don't know. They may, I've met people that do not look African, you know, quote unquote, or whatever the case is, but they studied abroad and got mm-hmm. They know about the mm-hmm. Love it. You know what I mean? And so they appreciate it and they know what it is. You know what I mean? So let me not jump to conclusions. Let me start and engage in a normal conversation with them about whatever it is and share, you know, our appreciation for it that way. Um, I had someone assume that I didn't know. I have a tattoo. I have an agenda simple tattoo on the back of my neck. And this mm. guy named guy like said something like, do you even know what that means? Why are you assuming, you know, why are you assuming that I don't know what my tattoo means? Like, because you think I look a certain way, I carry myself a certain way, or whatever the case is. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't know who's, I think it's offensive. I think that's wrong. Like, talk to that person. Like, oh, I like your tattoo. Do you think in the case of this guy, it's interesting that it, 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 that the fact that it was a tattoo had something to do with it? Mm. That like Possibly. maybe it's not like a Ghanaian. Yeah, I don't know. Y'all no, know more than yeah. I do. Like maybe tattoos aren't a, a Ghanaian thing. Some Ghanaians have tattoos. 
But like, is but that it's a not cultural a, yeah, thing or it's a, a new thing? It's, a, it's not something that, it's more of a new thing. It's something yeah, that's it's definitely not something that, uh, I don't think a, you know, my Muslim, most of my mother's generation yeah. would have done. <laughs> but that was really My parents had no problem with it, which was, which was interesting. I thought, I, I thought that was very interesting. <laughs> Do they have no problem with it because of the symbol or because, or just like they don't mind the tattoos in general? Tattoo. No, they definitely mind tattoos. They were, I'm sure, I think it was a mixture of a shock slash, but... <laughs> We like this when you know we like the symbol, so it's like a oh no, it was a strange reaction, and they were in math. So, oh, cool. oh, wait, you got the tattoo, and then you said, Hey, why is you gonna tell them before? <laughs> <laughs> why did I tell them before? Is that what? you want World, World, you World, World three? I mean, you know, I'm very African in that sense, and I feel bad. Um, I'm gonna say very African, there are some groups that do get tattoos normally, but I know my cousin got one, and I was like, Hey. <laughs> the African auntie in me came out. Is that a tattoo on your ankle? You can't rub it off. <laughs> you can't rub it off. You can't wash it off. I just sat there looking at it like, what? There are a lot more Africans like doing it now, especially folks our generation. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. I'm, so I, underst- I, it, I understand yeah. it now, but it's just sort of like... Um, I'm trying to trying to understand where that Ghanaian guy was coming from with his like, do you even know what this means? It's probably just the feeling, just knowing that like, if that's not something that you normally do, yeah. you're gonna feel like, oh, it's like you know when people get Chinese tattoos, you know the symbols, <laughs> that but kind of thing. Mean. Yeah. No, I don't think he. I, I mean, I think it was just. <laughs> I mean, not a correct me if I'm wrong. Like Ghani, like it's cultural, like and maybe that's the way that he was trying to like flirt. I don't know. Oh, but yeah, guys sometimes be coming with the you know with it all wrong. So I think it was a mixture of things, but it was offensive and it was annoying. Like don't assume. Like I don't think I think Africans should not assume that the person has no idea what they're doing or talking about. Yeah, especially in the U.S. Uh, Bunkio is sitting here a little confused, looking puzzled about this guy. I think she has another question. It's because you said maybe it's a flirting thing. So was he like, do you even know what that symbol means? Or was he like, do you even know what that symbol means? Like, I don't Come know. Come on, now, now you know the latter is, is the common. How can you flirt like that? Well, some people are ruder than flirting. That's not flirting. <laughs> but you know what? Come on, I'm not going to. If it's I wonder which him. tribe he was from now. Oh, girl, let's, let's start that here. <laughs> we are Pan-Africanists here. No tribe. We're all the tribe of Africa. Girl. <laughs> so our last question for you is, what do you think is a good rule of thumb for African-Americans who want to wear regalia, African regalia in a respectful way? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the same thing, just... Also do your research and make sure, you know, you're aware of the, you know, what it means, um, you know, what it means to you and that and respect, you know, treat it accordingly based on that. Um, I'm still doing my research, but Kente cloth, you know, there are design, there are so many different designs. They all have meaning. Um, I'm learning more about, you know, different fabrics from parts of Ghana. I'm learning about fabrics from Nigeria by forming, you know, relationships with other business owners who are passionate about, you know, these indigenous textiles. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm learning more about fabrics from South Africa. So really, I mean, I think that anything anybody can do when they want to more about another culture's symbols, artifacts, or whatever the case is, um, and they like it, they want to, you know, own it or whatever, in whatever way, is do your research and make sure you know, you know, whatever you whatever you can, you can 
Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're definitely trying to learn more about different um, African textiles. They're so versatile. Um, and they're also functional. That's one thing that you'll know, you'll notice um, through my business. You can purchase fabrics and get creative however you'd like. And I also have a small collection of accessories and decor just to show the functionality because mm-hmm. a lot of these materials are, you know, they're tightly woven a certain way. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it can be used for a great piece of clothing or, you know, something in your home. And so I think like functional art too mm-hmm. is great, especially for people like me who live outside of Africa, but you want to basically have Africa. Yeah, I think that's also super helpful um, because you'll have people have context. Sometimes people are offended because they take fabric and somebody takes fabric and makes, let's say, a coaster or shoes out of it, fabric that shouldn't be used, that has a certain significance that shouldn't be used um, to do that, to make that sort of um, artifact. So that's great. You're doing your research, so we're making informed decisions when we go to your page. Yeah, yeah. No, I same, I agree. Um and, you know, that of the day is art, you know, treat, I, I mean, I wouldn't use it as like a mop, like, <laughs> it's art, treat it like art, um, so that's to me at the end of the day, I appreciate the art for what it is. Thank you for joining us, Yvonne, and for sharing your experiences with us. It asks you. Thank you so much. Take care. Yeah.